This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Good morning, Canada. Wow, we are back. Season 11. Unbelievable. Where did the time go? Season 11 of GTC. We've got a ridiculous amount to get to this morning. Weeksy will go be by any minute here. We're just having a few technical difficulties getting him hooked up this morning. But Adam Scully is along for the ride this morning. Skulls, what's going on? How are you? What have you been doing with your time? I know we've been doing our TSN Edge hits. But, like, there's only so much a human being can work out. And that's basically what you're allowed to do right now is work out, uh, eat, and drink. So how's the cycle work for you in this madness? You know, as I'll get into in winter's weird and what, I'm all about the speed training now. So, no, I, I'm doing a lot of work in the gym. I, I've got a little home gym here, something around the corner as well, a lot of outdoor work. And uh, some flexibility work as well, because in this day and age where people are sitting and not really doing much, the body gets pretty tense and, you know, your flexibility goes down and, and you got to get as flexible as you can. And um, so doing stuff like that. But I've been pretty busy. Uh, the golf world, as we know, the super season, the 50 weeks and six majors. Uh, it's been super busy on my end. It's, it's great to see some great golf on the Canadian landscape as well. But uh, how about you? Well, I, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, uh, we're almost a year ago, about, uh, I'm going to say 13 months ago, I got yanked off the ground at the Players' Championship uh, pretty much after one round of the broadcast, and I thought to myself, ah, this will be over in a month. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not so much, right? So Yeah, it, it's, it's been wild, hasn't it? Oh, my goodness. It's been different for me. You know, I got pulled off the ground because of all the travel restrictions now on both sides of the border. So I'm doing all my PGA Tour radio work from Canadian soil. So it's very bizarre to not be out there on the West Coast swing. But uh, glad to still be working and so happy to be back on GTC. Season 11, we come back to TV in March. We'll get you caught up on all things Golf Talk Canada today. We got a ton to get to. I mean... Like, where do you even begin to kick off the new season? Um, it's just been absolutely insane. We've got uh, Patrick Reed issues. We've got distance debates. We're going to hear from Nick Taylor today. We're going to do Winners Weird and What. We'll get you caught up on uh, all things uh, stardom Sidham on who we like at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. But first, let's get to some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Everybody knows one. There we go, a little uh, sandbagger. Welcoming them to the program. I like a little sandbagger, but I don't. I don't like a sandbagger at eight a.m. Though I don't know. Uh, now, do I hear the Bob? <laughs> don't know that you know, is is Weeksy with us? Do we have? Weeksy I am. With us? I'm here. Bob, I'm here. There you are. How you yes. doing? Yes. Well, I guess I got rusty with my. Uh... My technical skills here in signing on, so uh, excuse me for that error. You have to press the button that says connect. It doesn't just do it by itself. So uh, that's yeah, all it was. You can't will the connect button. No, no. And welcome back, everybody. This is great. It's uh, a chilly start, though. I just looked at the wind chill outside here in Toronto, and it's uh, minus 18. So if you're going to play golf, bundle up. And Bob, before we get into this news and headlines for the year, um, or for, for, to kick off our Season 11 debut, do you believe that 13 months ago we got yanked off the ground at the Players' Championship and, I, and we kind of went, eh, this will be over in a month? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been a long month, hasn't it? It's, uh, I tell you, it's, uh, it's bizarre. It's, uh, it's weird. And some good stories for golf, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I didn't think we'd be perhaps this long into it. And you kind of kept hearing people saying, oh, yeah, maybe by the time the Masters rolls around or by the <laughs> yeah. time the PGA, I don't know. Anyway, uh, glad that we're uh, able to come back on air and talk to people about golf and uh, hopefully warm them up a little bit on a cold day. All right, let's get into this here. Uh, Patrick Reed, uh, how do we even start this? I was working the broadcast last week. I can't believe how much TSN stayed, uh, not TSN, excuse me, CBS, Bob, stayed with this. I mean, um, obviously, huge story on the Saturday, and then Sunday they decided to do an eight-minute roundtable on Patrick Reed and what happened to the left of the 10th green. Where where are you on this? Um, Do you believe there was intent? there or was this just sloppy or is this just more Patrick Reed and the way he does things I have a hard time maybe it's the good person in me but I have a really hard time kind of believing that he really did go in and intentionally cheat like like he'd have to think really quick about doing that wouldn't he I mean maybe he had it in his mind all the way along or something but you'd have to think he'd have to react pretty quickly and then try to do things I just don't think he handled it well and with his reputation, uh, you know, he doesn't have any more, uh, we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt cards to play. He's just, your, your automatic instinct is to think that there's something wrong. Conversely, with Rory, you know, you automatically would give him a pass just because of their reputation. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad he didn't win by one. That's all I can say. Oh, that's, you know, that's what I said when, you know, we're doing our TSN radio hits coast to coast and jumping in on shows and talking golf. I said, this would be a much bigger story if he won by one shot. Uh, I'm kind of with you on this in a way that, you know, he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. And there are things I wish he did better, like be maybe a little bit, bit more subtle in the way he picked up the golf ball, a little uh, kinder and respectful of the area in which he lifted the golf ball out of the ground and, and they were looking for an embedded ball. I think you can, you can certainly have more respect to the field and to the game by treating those things a little bit more gingerly. But, here's the but. Those are optics, those are gray areas, and those are places where people go, okay, this is Patrick Reed, let, let's just automatically guilty before you know, proven innocent. Before we get to those kind of subtle areas that I'm referring to, he did ask... Multiple people, did you see the ball bounce? He got a yes. He did go to his playing partners and say, guys, the ball apparently didn't bounce. I'm going to check to see if this is embedded. At that point, any one of those playing partners can say, uh, let's call an official. I'm going to walk over and watch you do this instead of stay on the other side of the hole. Like, you know, put it this way, Bob, if this was Greg Norman and Nick Faldo in 1992, Faldo and Norman is, are, are walking the extra 30 yards to go over and be, be standing there while this is going on, are they not? Without a doubt. And the fact that, that Patrick was playing with two, um, you know, less high, less high of a high profile, but uh, kind of guys who may have been, I don't want to say they've been intimidated, but they're not going to be the bold uh, kind of guys, I would think, in a general sense that would go just go on their own volition. You know, if one of them would come over, someone, Patrick said, okay, you want to come over and check this? I'm sure they would have gone over. And I can't remember who the two were but um, at the moment. But I think, I think you're right. I think it's just how you handle things when you're Patrick Reed has to be a little bit above and beyond uh, what the normal guy is going to do just because of that. But, of course, he doesn't see it that way. He doesn't see that he has a reputation or anything like that. So, uh, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to tell what was going through his mind. Well, I know one thing. I love villains in sports. I think 
all sports need villains, and I think in some kind of backwards way, this is almost good for the game, in some backwards way, to have a guy that can truly wear the black hat, Bob, and, and you know, people can really rally against almost. And he thrives in it, man. He loved this stuff on social media Saturday night. He loves a CBS eight-minute roundtable basically calling him a cheater. That's what almost fuels him to go out there and stop on the field. I, I, you know, to me, it's fun to cheer for guys. It's fun to cheer against guys. Now, in positive news, Augusta National, <laughs> you, you, one of my favorite lines of 2020 when I was talking about the Masters with Bob, Bob said, he goes, Bob, you said, well, knowing Augusta, they'll probably just come up with their own vaccine and vac- yeah. vaccinate all the patrons. Well, this isn't too far off, right? They are <laughs> investing a lot of money into the Augusta community. They're building a huge vaccination site across the road in, on Washington Plaza there. Uh, to really give back to the community and, and increase the vaccine efforts in uh, in Augusta, Georgia. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, what a big uh, community player the Augusta National Golf Club is in that town. And, and of course, everyone knows and respects the fact that uh, how much it means to have the Masters there. It's a huge, huge drawing card and a huge, uh, obviously, uh, moneymaker for the city. But, you know, they've also, Augusta National has bought up a lot of property around the, the golf course. And there's a couple of strip plazas, or what used to be kind of strip plazas across the street from it. And they they purchased those and turned them into parking lots during the Masters. And so I think um, I think what they're going to do is is bring these, uh, uh, make, you know, those drive-through kind of vaccination centers for people in Augusta, Georgia. So that's, a, or Augusta, yeah, I guess in Augusta, Georgia. So that's that's a really good look for for them doing what they can for their community now will they be vaccinating the tsn golf coverage team that's what we need to find. <laughs> yeah no jumping the queue no jumping the queue <laughs> uh pga championship uh removes the uh excuse me, pga of america removes the pga championship from uh trump uh and moves it to southern hills 2022 and then i guess on the heels of this over the winter too the rna kind of let it slip that they have no plans to go back to turnberry so uh, I understand why this is happening, Bob. Um, no arguments and, 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 and no misunderstanding as to why certain organizations are trying to, to disconnect and remove themselves from that brand. I totally get it. The problem here is I can't stand Southern Hills. I think it's maybe the most overrated major championship golf course on the planet. And I feel like the PGA Championship is, is almost, in a way, being lazy here, going back to the well. And unfortunately, Turnberry might be the best golf course in the world, and it's not in the Open Championship Rota. So that's that's the unfortunate part of this announcement. Southern Hills is uh, was also the hottest golf course I've ever been at <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. I can remember looking down the fairway at uh, one of the PGA Championships. It might have been, no, it was the U.S. Open, actually. And there was nobody nobody down the first fairway, and I was going, what's going on? And they were all in the shade, and as soon as someone came to hit, they all walked out to the, to the rope, and then when they were past, they went back into the shade. Uh, I, I think both these organizations understand the political high wire act you have to navigate right now um, with anything that has Trump's hands on it, uh, whether you're pro or against. I think the, the safe route for uh, these organizations is to do that. Um, you know, I think I think the RNA will go back to Turnberry. They just won't go back to Trump Turnberry. So right. we'll uh, we'll see what happens with Mr. Trump and his golf courses, and and who knows it. But like you say, it's too it's sad that. Uh, that we're going to have to move these around. And as you said, Turnberry is uh, not going to be in the mix for a while. And this week, it is the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We'll, we will get to leaderboards around the world of golf later on in the show. 
Um, but uh, in news kind of current and present to the leaderboard at the Waste Management, because these guys have all of a sudden had some pretty good days. Uh, Kepka parts ways with Claude Harmon, and Kepka having a, a decent week here uh, in the hunt at the Waste Management. Currently, I'm trying to find him here on this leaderboard. He's currently, I believe, in a tie, top 10 somewhere here. I can't find him. There he is, T8 position after rounds of 68 and 66. He parts ways with Claude Harmon, and in more Harmon news, Jordan Spieth, uh, hasn't fully, you know, br- blown up his camp or anything like I was suggesting prior to Christmas, but he seeked out the advice of Butch Harmon and actually got some good news from Butch Harmon. Butch Harmon kind of looked at it and said, you know, you guys are working on the right things. Club's in a good position. All the things that I'd be telling you, you're kind of working on here. Just kind of stay the course. And George Spieth finds himself in a T8 uh, as well after rounds of 67, 67. Yeah, I think uh, Brooks Kepka was a little surprising because that's uh, uh, Claude Harmon has been his coach, you know, since basically since just shortly after he turned professional and he was on the uh, Challenge Tour in Europe and all sorts of things. But I guess, you know, probably sometimes everyone wants a fresh look. I know, for instance, uh, Adam had when he's parted with his longtime coach Ralph Bauer and is going with Mark Blackburn, and, and it was any the only reason was I just need like a fresh approach, and I think that's also probably what Jordan Speed did. You know, he went and. Uh, and just decided to get let's let's just get another look and an extra set of eyes and sometimes that's as good as a as a big lesson or a, or a big tip and I think he's going to stay uh, with Cameron McCormick his teacher right now and you know maybe there is some light at the end of the tunnel it, it was an adventurous ride <laughs> yesterday and on Thursday but he's in the mix for the first time in a while. Well, you know what doesn't change, Bob, and what doesn't need a fresh set of eyes? My views on the USGA and you and I. <laughs> We're going to get into that today because big news. We're going to bring back back Adam in in segment three, and we're going to dive into the distance report that came out. Now, we, we started a new segment this year called You Program It. We reach out to our social media audience. We say, you know, pick a topic you'd like us to get into. And we did do that. We got flooded with a bunch of uh, yeah. suggestions, and we're going to pick those. And we're going to eventually get to them and, and pick them off, and we're going to give away some prizing and whatnot. But it was overwhelming. Now, we planned on covering this anyway, but it was overwhelming. People wanted to hear us get into this distance debate. And obviously, the minute it came out, I wanted to, you know, I went through the roof when, when I, the minute I read it. So we'll dive into it. We'll dive into it deep in the second half of hour one. On the other side, we're going to hear from some of the leaders at the, at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which, by the way, you can watch later on today on CTV and TSN at 3 o'clock Eastern. So you can certainly watch the golf here on TSM, but we're going to dive in the leaderboard, to, uh, give you uh, hear from some of the, the players in contention, including one of them uh, being Jordan Spieth. So we'll do that on the other side. This is our Season 11 debut of GTC. This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. The signs were all there, but you chose to ignore them. Clean me, wash me, I'm filthy. Or even just a frowny face on your windshield, telling you it's time for a car wash. Luckily, Shell is here to take care of sparkling clean washes and getting you more. When Air Miles collectors fuel up at Shell and purchase an ultimate car wash, they can save five cents per liter on their next visit to Shell. Shell, taking care of that clean car feeling. Learn more at shell.ca slash taking care. Terms and conditions apply. One team always wins at home. Their opponent always wins on the road. Today, something's got to give. Who will win the first-up survivor pool brought to you by ProLine? 
the competition is on against the guys from First Up and listeners across the GTA. Each week is do or die, strategy versus luck, and in the end, one winner takes it all. Stay tuned for the latest picks and strategy on tsn1050.ca. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow. With the all-new Sim 2 driver, only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. I'm running late already. First show of the year, I'm running late. Oh, my. <laughs> Bob, this is the first time. I love this. This is the first time we're doing the show. We've, you know, we've done the show virtually almost the entire year last year, with the exception of when we did TV. And when we did TV, you know, we'd go into the studio and do radio for TV. But this this morning, we've got this, our Zoom, our Zoom call. I can see you. I can see Adam. I can see Ben. Uh, Adam's got his Monday Night Raw uh, hat on because he's a big wrestling fan. I don't know if you noticed that, but he's wearing I that did. this morning. So. But yeah, this is, I like that. I can see you guys. So when I get really angry in the next segment, you can actually see the veins in my forehead will start to, uh, <laughs> to go off when Mike Davis's name comes up. Okay. Waste Management Phoenix Open. Xander Shoffley, he's playing some good golf. You know, it's funny. I worked the way, I worked uh, Tory Pines last week or the other week. And uh, I, all the weeks are a blur. I think it was last <laughs> week, but. You know, Xander, you know, he grew up there, Bob, playing golf at Torrey Pines and played his amateur golf there, and uh, he's a La Jolla native. Uh, and I was surprised to find out when we started the broadcast that prior to last week, he only made the cut in one in five appearances in that Torrey Pines event. Uh, really? Yeah. He, wow, yeah. So last week, he, last week was the first time it seemed that he managed to figure out that golf course. So good Boy, for him. And here he is now, 66-64. And you got to think, Bob... When we're talking about big events this year, is this not a name that's almost going to be on top of your mind uh, this year when we get the things like the players and the masters and things like that? Without a doubt. I mean, the guy's great. It's funny when I looked at his record this morning, how his last win is, is, was the 2019 uh, Century Tournament of the Champions. So he hasn't really won for two years, which boggled my mind because it seems like he's up near the top of the leaderboard every week. And a great finish yesterday, uh, seven, last seven holes and six under. So uh, he, he kind of found his mojo coming in. It's interesting you you bring that up though because we talk of we talk of Xander Shoffley in a different light than we talk of Tony Finau. If we're having a Tony Finau conversation right now, we're talking about a guy who is constantly in contention, has one win on the PGA Tour, and probably should have had his second already. Could you could make that argument that Tony Finau should already have his second this calendar year that he put himself yeah. in contention and didn't get it done? But yeah, when it comes. Sorry, say, but when I, it comes to Xander, yeah. why do we give him the pass, Bob? Well, I think, uh, and excuse me there, I, I think I think Tony Finau has kind of had more third-round leads and fallen back, whereas Xander has finished up high but has been kind of beaten, hasn't really beaten himself very often. Not to say that Tony does that all the time, but it seems like Tony fades in the stretch run, doesn't have a finishing kick, whereas I think Xander's always just kind of there grinding and, 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 I don't know, he just seems to, it doesn't seem to falter as much as... Uh, as uh, Tony does. Yeah, you're right. I think it's the way they get to the near of that leaderboard. Okay, Xander Shoffley, one-shot lead after rounds of 66-64. He'll take it to the weekend. Let's hear from Xander Shoffley. 
I've been playing pretty good golf, like I said, and um, earlier in the interview, I said I kind of get out of my own way, and um, obviously, uh, you know, the better you play, the more you expect, and I'm trying to kind of keep that in mind, but also kind of step away from that and kind of, like I said, get my rookie mentality back where I'm just having a lot of fun and um, staying really focused in the moment. Now, this is a golf tournament where you're just going to keep the pedal down. You're going to need to make a lot of birdies. You know, assuming that the weather stays the way it's been, you know, we're looking at something like 20 under or more that might win this golf tournament, somewhere around that number. So you got to keep the pedal down. This this I love, Bob, because, you know, when the old guys do well, you got to get excited and have a good time. And, of course, there's a distance problem in the game. Don't you don't let's not forget this when we get into the next segment and we break down the distance problem in the game. Let's not forget that Steve Stricker, at the age of 107, is one <laughs> shot off the lead at the Waste Management. Bob, 65-66, Ryder Cup captain, Champions Tour player. I can't even recall when the last start on the regular tour was for Steve Stricker. That's how long ago it is. Here he is, one off the lead at 11 under, Bob. I feel really great. I mean, I even that last, I had a bunch in the back, didn't go in, but hit my lines. And, you know, for me, if I can just be around zero strokes gain putting or one, plus one, I, that's, I, that's probably going to be enough for me to do pretty well. So if I'm plus two or three, then we got then we got some action like we had this week. All right, that was actually Keegan Bradley talking about all the birdies he's made this week. We were going to get to Keegan, but I wanted your opinion, Bob, on Steve Stricker before we get to this there, because this is unbelievable that he can contend in this. He's 53, just a couple of weeks away from turning 54. And I was surprised, like you. I said, okay, this guy hasn't played on the on the regular tour for like two years. He's made five starts this year on the regular tour. He one has? of them, of course. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Like one of them is the U.S. Open, um, which he qualified okay. by, for by winning the U.S. Senior Open. Right. So I was shocked at, at, at that he's been back and forth. And he said that playing on the playing on the Champions Tour kind of gears him up to play on the regular tour and playing on the regular tour kind of gears him up to play on the champions tour. So, uh, I mean, he's chasing that record right now. It's, I mean, he's got to play ridiculously well, but Sam Snead, the oldest to win on the PJ tour at 52. And Steve, as I said, is 53. You didn't happen to notice uh, when the last actual start was like, was it in the fall series? Do you recall? I will. I will look as you talk. All right, Keegan Bradley, 11 under. Scotty Scheffler continuing to play well. He's at 10 under par. K.H. Lee also at 10 under. Sam Burns at 10 under. 10 under. Nate Lashley alone in 7th at 9 under par. Billy Hoho, 8 under par, alongside this man, Jordan Spieth. We brought him up in uh, news and headlines. 67-67. Is this the week? I'm not even talking about Jordan Spieth winning. Let's, let's take that off the table. Bob, could this be the week? Jordan Spieth actually puts four rounds of golf together. That would be the first victory, no? Yeah, I think so. I think his first victory was yesterday when he hit 10 fairways. I don't know the last time he's done that. 10 fairways and 16 greens yesterday. I mean, that was ridiculous. He hit two fairways, I think, in the first uh, in the first round. I think it's just little baby steps. If he's in the top 20 this week at the end of it all, and he's not uh, you know, going into his bag for balls that are going into the water or out of bounds or anything like that, I think that's a victory. Like, you know, Get that driver working a little bit, and uh, things might flow from there. I'm 100% with you. Baby steps. Let's start top 20, four rounds of golf, not throwing up all over yourself, something along those lines. All right, let's hear from Jordan Spieth. A lot better than yesterday. Yeah, I hit... I hit 11 fairways today versus two yesterday, so certainly an easier way to get around four under. Um, just didn't make the amount of putts I made yesterday. Uh, you know, things are getting closer. I'm 
you know, I'm trusting what I'm doing kind of for the first time in a while and uh, finding some success in, in that trust. And it's just building a bit of confidence here and there. And that's really that's really all it is going forward. And he's in a logjam at eight under par with a bunch of players that include Brooks Kepka, who fired a 66 yesterday. And this player, one shot back, T16. And Justin Thomas, a rough Thursday with a 70, but a big 65 on Friday. JT, kind of one of those guys, it seems that every time he puts it in the ground, he kind of hovers top 20, top 10. Can he put the pedal down on Saturday and get himself back in this golf tournament? Let's hear from Justin Thomas. Have you seen my balls? Excuse me? <laughs> Justin is Justin got in trouble once already this year. I mean, I was going to say, all right, that's a little different. We'll hear from Justin. Oh, we got it now, Ben. Let's hear okay. from Justin Thomas. No, I just I just like the golf course. I mean, I, I come in knowing that I don't need my best stuff to win, which I think is is huge. Um, but I also know that I mean, I can I can do what I did the last 15 holes today. I or for whatever it is, 14 or 15 holes. I mean, I, I really feel like I can, you know, reel off nine birdies in an 11 or 12 hole stretch. You know, I, I but I also understand to respect the golf course and and kind of take uh, what it gives me. Stop laughing. Sorry, guys. That is unbelievable. Thank what are you, the Rob odds of that for that YouTube ad? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, JT65, let's see if you can put the pedal down. I'm sure we will get into this leaderboard a little later on Stardom Sidham. Who do we like to move forward? Who do we like to fall backwards and why? Okay. On the other side, we will get into it. The distance debate. RNA, USGA coming out with what they think their recommendations might be. It is open now for conversation and feedback from the stakeholders in the game. That's the stage we are at. We will jump into this, get you caught up, and tell you where we sit, as well as some of the best players in the world, where they sit on this. Coming up next, this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver, only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino, Weeksy, we're going to bring back in Scully as well as we get into this distance debate. If you were living off or under a rock, you might not have heard that this week, uh, earlier in the week, the USGA and RNA have come out with their findings from their year-long uh, distance research program to, to, to understand how distance and current uh, drivers, golf balls, the distance of golf balls are traveling, etc. affect the game. Um, we kind of saw this coming. You don't make an announcement and go a year and spend the money and do, and do the research they did, I guess, to not do anything. But uh, at the end of the day, here's what they're kind of coming out with. They're coming out with, we'd like to roll back the length of a driver from 48 to 46 inches. So the maximum length of a driver can only be 46 is where they're, they're leading. The way they fundamentally test golf ball design, speed, impact, etc., which is something they've used since the 70s, 
They want to fundamentally change that, which really will give them the flexibility, I think, to dial things back. And they want to install local rules or give the ability to local rules to, for a tournament, let's just say Augusta, for example, to say at Augusta, we play ballad of golf balls. Now, I'm going a little too far and I'm you know, using the exaggeration, but in theory, you could create local rules specific to your tournament. Here's my problem with all of this. Once again, we are watching the RNA and the USGA try to put the horses back in the barn. Once again, because they've been asleep at the wheel for 20 years, we've got to roll back the clocks. This is, a, this is an organization that spent 10 years in court with Ping, fighting about square grooves. That meant absolutely nothing. And while that debate was going on and that fight was going on, drivers were becoming the size of toasters on the end of a stick. And no one blinked an eye. So I, I hate the idea of going backwards. I can't stand the, the fact of we were asleep at the wheel, let's try to reverse this. Uh, I'm okay with limiting things and putting ceilings on things, guys, the way we did with spring effect in, in COR in a driver, and you try to kind of hold the fort and hold the line. I understand that. But at the end of the day, this is all due to course setup, and this is all due to the top the 1% of the 1%. We're talking about something that affects Price and DeChambeau, Rory McIlroy, and 150 other guys trying, that are millionaires trying to make a living doing this. How many times do, you, do the three of us play golf with somebody that says, I hit it too far and the game's too easy? It never happens, right? And you can affect the top 1% of the 1% simply by growing rough and making it tougher. Look what happened at Wingfoot. We had one guy under par at Wingfoot. Why? Because there was rough on the golf course. We had two guys under par at the BMW Championship. Why? Because uh, in Chicago, they grew up rough. They, they put a premium on putting in the fairway. Week in, week out on the PGA Tour, we play bomb and gouge. That's why they shoot 20 under par. This is so frustrating to me. Bob, what was your initial reaction? And... How do you feel the reaction from the golf community has been so far? Well, I, I kind of like you. I think, you know, I, I have a problem and I feel guilty because I do hit it too far and the game for me is just too easy. <laughs> and so I really want, uh, I'm hoping for some local rules at my club when I play, you know, like maybe only being able to use uh, hickory shafts or something like that. I mean, that's, that's really, you hit the nail on the head. And I think, I think you know, Rory kind of roasted the USGA this week with the same idea is that you're talking about this very minute, cross-section of players who come to your town once a year and shoot great numbers and they're always going to be great and the scores have always going to been always been getting lower and no matter what you do in terms of putting limits on things the guys who are designing these this equipment these days will find ways to make it better to make the game a little bit easier and and that's their job and that's what they should be doing so I don't really love bifurcation uh, I don't really love that whole thing I can see maybe okay let's let's all agree that the, the line is going to be here right now and, and stop it from here and find other ways for people like us to make it a little easier by maybe maybe hitting the ball straighter, things like twist face, you know, helping with those kind of things. But I, I love seeing guys hit the long ball. I love seeing guys make birdies. So what's wrong with that? I'm with you uh, 100% with like, like, here's the line. And that's, you know, that's okay. But I'm 100% with you, Bob, on this. Uh, I also like seeing guys make breeze. I also like a variety of golf, Adam. Before we hear from Rory, I like uh, some weeks even par is a great score because we put rough on the golf course. And some weeks it's, you know, it's a sprint. And, 
you know, that's what the game's about, variety. Too much of one thing's boring. But at the end of the day, the other thing that came into my mind here, Adam, was what are they going to do? Ban the guys from working out too? Is that the thing? You can't become athletes anymore? Got Remember, these guys now in 2021 could potentially, a lot of them, go play other sports. These guys are tremendous athletes. This is not 1975. We're not, you know, looking at a roly-poly cigar smoker here, okay? These guys live in gyms. Yeah, all these guys, all these guys live in gyms and they have their teams, their sports psychiatrists, their trainers, they have all these people. And like you said, they're athletes. Dustin Johnson can dunk a basketball, you know, like these guys are great athletes. And I think like you guys said, there has to be, you know, maybe cap it here, but in terms of distance and COR, that sort of thing. But then you look at some of the, the stats that came out, you know, bringing the driver from 48 inches down to 46. You know who that directly affects? Brooke Henderson, because she chokes down on a driver. She uses the longest driver you're allowed to use. Of course, it would affect Bryson DeChambeau if he does go to a 48-inch driver. But it's all on course setup. Make the courses firm and fast. Grow the rough up. Pin placements. You can do so many things instead of, you know, trying to limit that and bifurcation for sure. And again, here we go. We're going to hear from Rory here uh, momentarily. But again, here we go with the horses back in the barn. It reminds me very much of the anchored putter. It, anchored putter wasn't a problem until Ernie Els wins a major, till Adam Scott wins a major, da, da, da. So now, all of a sudden, that 48-inch rules has been there forever and a day. Okay, never been a problem, 48-inch driver. No one spoke of it. Oh, hold on a second. Mickelson's using 47. Bryson's thinking about 48. Guys are, now it's a problem because, so the rules of golf, as far as the USGA are, are concerned, the rules of golf are fine until, until someone finds success with them. Once you find success within the rules of golf, we've got to change them. Just go away. Just please go away. The game has had the best year it's had globally from a participation and growth uh, uh, level, maybe in the history of the sport. And now we want to tinker and blow it up again. All right, let's hear now from maybe the conscience of the game. Maybe the, the, the player that has the voice that when he speaks, with all due respect to Tiger, just because of the type of human he is, I think when Rory speaks, a lot of people listen. Let's hear from Rory McIlroy. Um, it certainly doesn't need to happen. Um, and I think I said this in there. So... I feel the RNA and the USJ are looking at golf through a tiny, narrow little lens that pertains to 0.1% of golfers. Yes, of course the ball goes a long way with top-level professionals and top-level amateurs and, and the guys that sort of make their living playing this game, but 99.9% .9 of golfers don't do that. And they they don't want the ball to go shorter. They don't, they, you, we, they need help getting the ball in the air for going further. I mean, golf has had an unbelievable boom in 2020. I mean, it's been like, this pandemic has been so good for golf. And the fact that they're looking at the wrong thing, they spent millions of dollars doing this distance insights report, which I think is, it's not going to change the game at all. You know, man, they might put new regulations on manufacturers. Manufacturers are going to find a way to get around them. That's just, that's how good they are. So those millions of dollars that were spent in the distance insights report should, should have been put back into the grassroots of the game because golf is experiencing a boom. So we need more younger people in the game. We need more minorities in the game. That is, that's how we keep the game going for the next hundred years, not by looking at the ball and looking at the driver. And that's my whole thing with it. I think it, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, it reeks of self-importance. And that sort of, that's not, 
yes, they're the gatekeepers of the game, and they're, but, but their job is to, yes, make sure that the game thrives in 100 years' time, and this is not the way to do it. The way, the, the, the way to do it is by getting more people into the game, by, by, by making it more, by making golf more approachable. And if you're just piling and piling rules on the people the entire time, that doesn't make it approachable. Once again, Rory hits the nail on the head, echoing a lot of, uh, of the same statements that the three of us both have here, uh, talking about how it affects a tiny, tiny 1% of the 1%, uh, how manufacturers, like Bob said, will get, away, uh, get around these things because they're so good with this type of stuff. But maybe you're saying out there, maybe you're saying to yourself, Rory McIlroy hits at 320 yards, right? Maybe... Rory McIlroy is saying uh, it's time, you know, that I, I hit it 330, I, I can afford this. But what about Webb Simpson? What about Webb Simpson, a guy like that who would be considered average distance on the PGA Tour, maybe considered a plotter on the PGA Tour? Does Webb Simpson feel the same way Rory McIlroy feels about the distance gains and such? Well, that's interesting. Let's hear now from Webb Simpson. This is somebody who, you know, certainly is not considered a Bryson DeChambeau. Let's hear Webb Simpson's take on the recent findings. I don't think equipment's the problem. I do think, you know, Jack Nicklaus hit it a lot further than Bobby Jones. And then the guys after Jack are going to hit it further than Jack. And distance was never really that big of an issue when Jack was playing and hitting it 300 yards. Um, I just think the, the issue comes down to golf course architecture. We need more dog legs. We need tighter fairways. We need longer rough. We need smaller greens. We need f more firm greens. All those things I just named saves money, saves water, saves land that you have to build a golf course. And I, and I just feel like these tweaks we could make are, are really not that hard and they're cost effective. So your last point about the PJ Tour, uh, I think their voice should be very loud. I respect the USGA and RNA a great deal, and I know that their intentions are great, but I don't think an equipment rollback is what we need. I think we need different – I think we need to tweak our golf courses. Bam. End of story. Go away. Go back to whatever hole it is you hide in the rest of the year before you bring out your windmills and tilted tee blocks for U.S. Open time. Uh, like leave the game alone. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, Bob, Adam, right there. Uh, that's uh, to me. Bob Webb hits it on the head right there. Give me some rough. Give me some hard pins, some hard greens, and you watch the guys fight around even par, and a couple guys will get it under, and we have ourselves a golf tournament. This is complete ridiculous. You know, if if it was such a problem on the PGA Tour, then guys like Bre uh, like like Webb Simpson wouldn't be competitive. If it was such a problem, if distance was the only thing that determined who wins and who plays wet better. I want you to look at the top money winners of all time. Number three on that list is a guy who's n probably never hit a ball over 300 yards in his life. That's Jim Furyk, who up until, you know, is still competitive up until a couple of years ago. So, you know, you, you can do it with architecture. You can do it uh, in different ways in, in terms of how you play the game. I think Webb's right. I think Rory's right. I, I just think this is uh, a debate that's based on guys coming to a golf course one time a year and the other, the other 51 weeks a year Regular Joes like us are going to play it, and you don't need to do anything. Yeah, I 100%. I percent you 1,000%. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say I 100% agree. Um, you know, Webb Simpson, 141st in driving distance, and he's saying something like this, averaging 292.8 yards. Uh, you know what? That's end of story right there. That's your eight iron, Adam. That's your eight iron. All right. On the other side, we'll put a bow on this. We'll get you caught up on all things GTC. 
as well as set up uh, Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, where we've got Stardom Cinem, Winners Weird and What. We're going to go one-on-one with Nick Taylor. So much still to come. Our Season 11 debut. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we put a bow on hour one. So much to get to. You want to give a shout out to my friend Andrew at the Amateur Players Tour, uh, the Toronto Amateur Players Tour. It's another place if you know if you're we're, listen, guys, we're gonna be tied up for a long time. You're not gonna be able to go anywhere. You're gonna be stuck in Toronto, which is, you know, it's not so bad when summer hits, you can play some golf. So if you're interested in getting out and playing some competitive golf and you're interested in getting out and meeting new people, there's five divisions. And the Premier Amateur Golf Tour, go to AmateurPlayersTour.com, AmateurPlayersTour.com. You can pull up their schedule there for Toronto. they got some great tracks here. I haven't played many of these. I've played some of them. Meadowbrook, I've played many times. i got Galt Country Club on here. The Nest, I've been meaning to get up to the Nest at some point. Cataraki, a great one in Kingston. Cobble Beach there at the end of the year. Love Cobble Beach. But there's a bunch of great tracks. It's AmateurPlayersTour.com, five or more divisions Lots of chapters. You can get the Toronto Division there if you're listening to us on TSN 1050 or 1150 this morning. Check them out. All right, boys, before we put a bow on this, tee up hour two and tee up all things GTC, um, I was curious. I saw, Bob, I saw the Akushnet statement on the distance uh, report. It was very vague. It, it, it was um, very open-ended to me, very vague. I haven't heard any for any statement for official statement from anyone else yet. What did you think of the Akushit statement? And have you heard anything from Ping or TaylorMade or Callaway? I haven't seen anything. I, I wasn't surprised. Akushit uh, is, is, uh, is a pretty forward thinking kind of company when it comes to these kind of issues. And they, they have been sort of at the, um, they've sort of had a, a progressive approach towards trying to say, don't do anything with the golf ball. So I think that's where they're going to stay. Obviously for them, you know, the golf ball is the biggest part of their arsenal right now. So uh, they don't want to limit that in any way, shape or form. So I wasn't overly surprised uh, at what, what a cushion did, but I, you know, I think, I think we will eventually hear from all the manufacturers because this is, this is going to hit them more than anyone else. If something happens. Uh, agreed. I think um, hopefully we get a lot of put, uh, input, and I hope we get a collective pushback. Um, Adam, we started a new segment this week, which is funny because, you know, with the, with the with the distance debate, we knew we were going there anyway. But uh, we we call it you program it. We reach out to our Twitter and Instagram audience at Golf Talk and we say, what do you want to hear from? Is there stuff that we're supposed to be chatting about, looking into, guests, etc. Anything goes. We got bombarded. <laughs> We got absolutely, totally bombarded. We, we had probably 100 responses. We have enough responses from this past week to fill up our entire show for the rest of the year. There's so much stuff from golf fitness to golf travel to the best all-time players to you know comparing guys back and forth and gals. There's, there's so much stuff that was sent to us, so thank you to our audience. We'll continue to reach out to you if we have any more ideas for the You Program it's, uh, segment, but uh, it's exciting going forward here for sure. 
Yeah, it's fun. Well, we get to talk about a few things that maybe wouldn't be top of mind that uh, might be uh, certainly fun, and uh, we'll, we'll keep on it. We'll, we'll stay out there, and we'll be listening to our audience. Okay, speaking of listening to our audience, TSN Edge is your home for all your fantasy needs in the world of TSN, and Golf Talk Canada has been uh, given the, our golf input throughout the last uh, several months since the la- launch of TSN Edge. On the other side, in hour two, we're going to do stardom situm. Who do Bob and Adam and I like? Who do we don't like at the Waste Management Phoenix Open? Leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. Of course, winners, we're going to watch so much to get to in 3-dub. But also, we're going to go one-on-one with Nick Taylor. Nick Taylor, guys, we're coming up almost just outside a year. I think uh, next week is Pebble Beach, AT&T Pro-Am at Pebble Beach. And Nick Taylor will be defending his... Second PGA Tour title next week. That might have been, from a Canadian standpoint, maybe the best uh, week of the year last year. Certainly the most fun to see Nick Taylor and uh, and Phil Mickelson go at it on a Sunday. It was pretty awesome. It was uh, it was great and uh, and nice to see uh, Nick and uh, and chat with him. He does talk a little bit about obviously about Pebble Beach. It's too bad that it's only going to be the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro this year. There's not going to be any AMs AMs out there. No celebs. No dancing in the bunker and uh, with Bill Murray and. All those kind of things, but uh, but it was great for Nick. It's interesting to note of all the Canadians who've won on the PGA Tour, only seven have won more than once. So exclusive club for Mr. Taylor. Wow, that's pretty amazing when you consider that all the all the one-offs uh, at the end of the way. And we'll be waiting for a lot of we're waiting for a lot of the boys to grab their second out there, like Mac Hughes and. Um, I guess Adam Hadwin's still looking for his second mm. win, isn't he? Yeah, Corey Connors. Yeah, in my head, Adam's got more in my head because of his international experience and how long he's played so well for. But you're right. We are waiting for a second one. For okay, Golf Talk Canada, we're back. Uh, Adam, we're back. Golf Talk Canada TV comes back for the Players' Championship. All our shows are one hour in 2021. And we're back that weekend for GTC Radio as well, the TSN TV, which will be first the first of 11 or 12 weeks as well, where Golf Talk Canada Radio will simulcast on TSN TV. It's a very exciting time. We'll be radio on TV for all of the bigger events. So, you know, you think of the Players' Championship, all the major championships, RBC, Canadian Open, so many great uh, events coming up. It's, as we mentioned off the start of the show, this is, we're in the midst now of the super season. 50 weeks, six major championships, and we here at GTC from Edge Hits earlier in the week to we're live on radio, and then we're back on television starting the Players' Championship week. We are not going away. We'll be very busy for the super season. Bob, we've got one minute left in hour one before we go to break, and I can't believe that Adam opened up the largest Canadian can of worms on the planet right now, where he brought up the RBC Canadian Open, which we can't get into right now, but oh boy, am I concerned. Oh boy, I know, you know, Lawrence, if you're out there listening this morning, maybe we got to have LA on and see if we can get some kind of update here. And obviously, you know, unfortunately, the update is you're planning for something, and you don't know what the rules of the game are. Because they keep yeah, yeah. moving the goalposts on you, right? Yeah, I'm happy. I, I think I have more faith in the CP uh, or the CN Women's Open, I should say, uh, out in September. But uh, yes. we'll see. Yes, we will see. But uh, hard to hard to play the game when you don't know uh, what the, what the rules are weekly. So we'll figure this out. Maybe we'll invite LA on see if we can get an update. Okay, guys. On the other side, we'll kick it off one on one. Nick Taylor defending his title next week at the AT and T Pebble Beach. And don't forget, if you only get one hour of GTC in your market, TSN Market Coast to Coast, go to the iHeartRadio app, TSN Online. You can get hour two. The podcast is always there. You can always call your program director and say, 
what is wrong with you? What is your problem? Why don't you have hour two? Forget it. All right. You can always do that. Remember, first decision on the first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Everybody in the house for hour two of GTC as we kick off season 11. Uh, Nick Taylor, Team Canada member, Team Taylor made member, uh, playing some good golf recently. Unfortunately, a miscut of the waste management after rounds of 70 uh, Thursday and 70 again on Friday, which is surprising because he's he has played so well this year. Next week, he will defend his title at the AT&T Pebble Beach, which was his second PGA Tour victory. Earlier in the week, Bob and I had the opportunity to go one-on-one with Nick Taylor. Welcoming in now two-time PGA Tour winner and a member of Team TaylorMade, our friend Nick Taylor. Nick, good to see you. I know you're in the desert getting ready to play the Phoenix Open. Before we jump into this, because you've had some really solid play already this calendar year on the PGA Tour with just a few starts, you made a few equipment changes. And I know, mm-hmm. you, yeah, you're not one of those guys that like quickly just changes stuff. You're, you're a bit of a stickler when it comes to this. So walk <laughs> us through the process of, you know, moving to Sim 2 and Sim in, in Driver and Fairway. And I know MG, uh, MG2 Wedges as well. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you guys. Um, yeah, I, I haven't changed drivers for, I think over three years. So as you said, I'm a bit of a stickler and I don't like to change a whole lot, but, uh, I got, I got my hands on the SIM two driver over the Christmas break. I was back in Canada and, you know, on the West coast side, it was actually playable in golf. So it was, uh, I played up until pretty close till Christmas and just took it out of the course. I wanted to try it. Obviously it wasn't the normal conditions that I planned, but, um, it's always nice to test clubs on a golf course than in the simulator on the range. And, um, went out there and it was great. So I was able to test it then on the range and kind of dial in the numbers once I got to Maui. And, um, I loved it. I've gained probably two, three miles an hour on average, uh, a ball speed kind of around that 67 number, which is great. And I can, I can get up over 70 when I'm kind of swinging hard at it. So that's, that's a big boost for me. I've always kind of wanted to get to that 70 mark. I think that's a good, good goal for me. Um, when it comes to the woods, I put the new SIM2 hybrid in, uh, in Hawaii. I, I kind of wanted that 235, 240 number for me. And, um, it's really worked out well. I've, you know, I had to tweak it a little bit on the range kind of when I was testing with it in, uh, in Hawaii and then to Palm Springs, but overall I've used it a lot off the tee into the par fives. Um, and overall it's been pretty good. So I, I went to the, to the wedges in the fall. Um, I was using the high toe and went to the MG2s 
I think I was in Vegas uh, and I've really liked, I've, I've a 60, 56, 52 and a 48. So I've, I've got all four and I've, I've really dialed in the numbers there and I, I've really enjoyed them. So they've been good changes for me. Two, uh, two questions for you, Nick, in regard to that, what you, what you just said, how many more players do you see carrying rescue clubs uh, in their bags these days? Cause it seemed to be sort of an aversion and I know everyone was a little bit of afraid of losing it. Um, right. But, but how many more guys you see using rescues and how often do you switch out your wedges to, to keep the groove sharp? Uh, you know, like you said, I feel like, you know, rescues have fluctuated over the last five, six years. I used the five wood for quite some time. Um, I went to four wedges, you know, the end of, I guess, 2019. Uh, cause I think I use those more as a scoring club. So having less gaps there, I think helped me out. So I, I had that gap between a four iron and a three wood. And the five wood was great for a gap between a three iron and a, and a three wood. But when I have a little bigger gap, the hybrid, it goes a little bit shorter than the five wood. Um, but both are very versatile out of the rough off the tees into the green. So that's kind of why I went to the hybrid. Um, and your second question was about wedges. Is that Just how often do you swap out your wedges to keep the groove sharp? Or are you one of those guys? Yeah. You know, I think I'm pretty average on that. It's usually every two, three months, you know, there's some guys maybe every month, I've heard rumors Mickelson changes every week. Uh, I've heard Jason Day changes once a year. So I think there's the average is probably every two, three months. Uh, and I'm kind of on that, on that same boat. Nick, you've played some great golf already in the calendar year. You found some really low rounds as well. You're coming up on a, an anniversary of last year's victory, your second victory on the PGA Tour. Amazing mm -hmm. thing about the West Coast, too, is it's so, the golf's so different. The way you move around from, you know, you're Hawaii, then you're in the desert, uh, Pebble Beach, certainly a completely different environment. What's working right now? Why are we finding these low rounds? And in your opinion, in order to get win number three, what needs to get better? Yeah, you know, I've I felt like coming off the break, my short game's been really, really solid. And that's usually something that could be a little rusty with, with some time off. But um, I'm sure people saw on a few of the videos, I was dropping my right foot back. And it was it's a drill I've done for many years uh, on and off. And when I was in Maui, I was with my coach and I just kept hitting really solid chips doing that drill. I'm like, well, you know, I've had some time off. Let's just take to the course. Uh, and it was, you know, it's been really solid. I think, you know, I've made so few bogeys, which is, which is really the key. And, uh, in a lot of tournaments that we play, you're always going to make a bunch of birdies on, on shootout courses, but the least amount of mistakes you make is, is kind of the consistently see that you saw. So, uh, that's been a great part. And yeah, I'm like you said, I've been really close in a lot of good rounds. Um, I think my iron play just needs to clean up a little bit to kind of keep that consistency for four rounds. But, you know, in, for Sony, it was so bunched there that, you know, I look at it and finish 11th and it was a little disappointing for, for my first two days, but you know, I only lost by four shots. It was so crowded there that, you know, one shot either way, it's a big difference. So um, I feel like my game is definitely going in the right direction. And there's definitely a few tournaments here coming up where I love the golf courses, especially, you know, next week at Pebble. So, um, it'll be interesting not only having, you know, three rounds of Pebble, one at Spyglass, a little change up with no Pro-Am. So that'll be a little different, but um, I've always loved Pebble. So three rounds there is always fun. What's it? You've only done it once in your career, Nick, but what's it like to defend the title, at least once in the PGA Tour? But what's it like to defend the title? What does it mean and, and what kind of extra things uh, go into it? Yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, this year is a little different, I guess, than last time. There's you know, I'm defending in a pandemic when I didn't win in a pandemic. So <laughs> that changes things a little bit, but, um, you know, you just have good feelings coming back. You have a lot of fresh memories, uh, just how you played. Um, 
you know, when I defended in Mississippi, I felt like I played pretty well when I went back there. I don't remember exactly what I finished, but I feel like you just have a lot of good energy that week. And that's, that's always fun. So, um, I've played a lot at Pebble beach. Luckily I felt like I've played there a lot. So I think having those emotions and good feelings, hopefully kind of gets me in contention again. Nick, I'm just curious, cause you just touched on something there. You know, obviously things are still a little different, but is this new normal starting to feel normal for you and the guys out there, or does it still feel bizarre to be out there in, in this with no galleries and, and just the way we operate the tour now, has anybody gotten used to this or is it still when you show up a, a bit of a shock? You know, I think it's a bit of both. It's, it's, it's a normal, we don't want to get used to being a normal, but we have our routines now, you know, you show up on a Monday, you're getting tested, you're waiting for those results before you can go to the golf course. And really once you're inside the ropes, everything is, is pretty close to what it normally is. When you play, it's the biggest difference. I think even when you watch on TV now is, you know, there's grandstands on certain holes that you normally are, are surrounding a green or, or at least sight lines for us that um, a lot of things have changed in that way that you have to get used to. Um, but like I said, it's, it's, we'd love to have fans back. I know this week there's going to be some and at the waste management and going forward. Um, I'm sure they'll increase a little bit each week, but yeah, it, it, there's definitely times where you're missing the fans. You miss that adrenaline, you know, even the, the two Saturdays in a row where I was in the final group, it, it, uh, the nerves aren't quite the same either. You know, you're nervous cause you, you want to do well and you're in a good position, but you know, when there's a bunch of people that are watching, it, it's, it is just different. So we miss that aspect and hopefully it comes back sooner than later. You mentioned the waste management, uh, Phoenix open 5,000 fans a day will be allowed on site. Is there a tournament on the PGA tour that will feel more unusual than this one without the madness of the fans? Yeah, no. Um, it's funny. The front nine will feel the exact same because there's nobody ever on the front nine at this golf tournament, but, uh, they still built quite the structure on 16. I was, I was pretty impressed. So, uh, it, it's not quite as crowded, obviously, with social distancing, but, you know, I think there'll be a, a good vibe in that, in that hole. Um, but even when you get to 17, 18, now 18 used to be a massive grandstand on the right. And now there's nothing you could hit it a mile. Right. Um, so that, that's just, it's different. Like, like everything has been since we've restarted. So, um, it'll be interesting, you know, going from 5,000 when they're having 200,000 plus the last few years on Saturday, um, it'll be different, but. At least it'd be nice to have some fans. The five five thousand fans at the waste management is going to feel more weird than zero fans at some other. <laughs> so... <laughs> yes. Yeah, it'll be nice. Nick, uh, just uh, some idea of the schedule we can see between now and April. Uh, where where are you planning on playing? Uh, and any obviously your title defense. I'm sure you've got circle. Yeah, I've, this coming week, waste management. Then I go to Pebble Beach in the Genesis. Uh, as of now, I'll have a week off after that and then go to the Florida Swing, which is Arnold Palmer players and the Honda. So after that, uh, you know, there's a match play. Hopefully I can work my way into that. There's a Valero Texas Open that I really love. And then Augusta is one that obviously I'd love to to get myself back to. So that's kind of what it's looking like till April. I think, you know, the next six, eight weeks, there's a lot of good tournaments that I've played well at in the past with, you know, some world ranking points where I can really kind of shoot up. So that's that's kind of where the schedule is and where the goal is to to circle Augusta, that little flag behind your, your left ear. Any uh, any thoughts on a date uh, in August in Tokyo? You still uh, looking at that? Certainly, yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely on the outside looking in, but I feel like 
you know, some strong play over the next two, three months. Um, you know, it, it'd be nice to get a win, but I think steady play definitely can, can work my way up. So it's circled, you know, there's probably some unknowns. I saw an article that, you know, everybody I'm sure saw that it might be canceled, even though, you know, they said it's not. So it's pretty far away, but I think the next few months, uh, some steady golf will definitely get me in the conversation. Nick, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. And uh, we'll be Thank obviously you. calling and cheering for you and looking for your title defense. And I'm sure Bob Thank and you. I at some point will see you out there in person. Although <laughs> I hope. we've been grounded. <laughs> Maybe without a mask on. That's right. Yeah. Good luck, Nick. And uh, thanks, thanks again. Guys. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good to see you guys. I'm getting a Bob Weeks mask made. And Bob's getting his Aquino mask. We're going to wear them out on a tour when they let us out. Bob, uh, Nick brought up something there about the Olympics. Uh, where do you think we are with that? And uh, does it just become the Miami Olympics if it goes sideways? Because isn't Florida just going to take it like they take everything else at this point? Yeah, that's right. Just like the Raptors, right? I don't know. Uh, at this point, I think it's probably a 50-50 uh, situation. I think if it doesn't go this year, though, they don't. It doesn't go. They, they're not going to push it another year. So uh, it would be a shame, especially for golf, because it had such a good start last time or restart. I guess if you want to go way back, it was a real sort of uh, a marquee event for for a change. And I think a lot more players this time around are really anxious to try and get in there. Remember last time they the Zika virus excuse was was kind of the rage, but I think now they've seen it once. Uh, I heard from guys like Justin Rose and MB Park. I think they uh, they want to get back at it. God, I miss Zika virus. Wasn't that just a much better virus, Zika virus, Bob? He's talking the good times. Those good Zika days. Yeah. All right. On the other side, we're going to pick it up with Scully. uh, Stardom sent him. We'll get the Adams uh, fantasy picks for the weekend at the Waste Management uh, Open first. And, uh, Bob, I'm with you. If 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 you've got something on the calendar that, uh, you know, kind of includes leaving your house or leaving your neighborhood – uh, I feel a lot better about it post-September 1st than I do pre-September 1st right now. And that's just the way the world's lining up, which would be a problem for the Olympics. But let's wait and see. On the other side, stardom, sit waste management, Phoenix Open. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada's Aquino Week Scully. Good news at a PGA Tour Canada, though. It looks like they might have a go, including the Ontario Open, that most players have suggested they'll get here well in advance and do the quarantine time to get into Canada. And assuming things do improve, they'll be able to travel from province to province to province. So as of right now, we're having an Ontario Open. We're having a PGA Tour Canada season. So good on them. We'll keep our eyes on that. Maybe get Scott Pritchard on at some point to do an update on the PGA Tour Canada schedule. All right, boys. TSN Edge, your home for all your fantasy needs. We hit them up every week on tsn.ca. 
and uh, they, we're going to continue it throughout the year, and we love to do stardom sit for the weekend. Now, stardom sit is who do we like to move forward? Who do we like to go backwards? Not necessarily to win the golf tournament, although we still might like them to win the golf tournament. It's just who do we like moving their way up this leaderboard? Who do you think maybe a few lollies uh, deserve on? Maybe, maybe a pop or two on some guy? And who do you think's going in the opposite direction? Scully, let's start with you. Who are you starting for round three and four of the Waste Management Phoenix Open? All right, gents. Well, I am starting Brooks Kepka for the final 36 holes of the Waste Management. Yes, he has had a tumultuous 2021. You can call it that with three straight missed cuts. He was showing some good form near the end of 2020 with top tens both in Houston and, of course, at the Masters. And then sort of his game has been all over the map. Three straight cuts. He's three straight missed cuts. He's never done that as a professional, but he's starting to show some good form. Yes, we saw the driver shaft mishap, which I'll get into in Winner's Weird and What in our next segment. But he's uh, 68, 60, 60, four shots back. He's done this. He's T53 in driving accuracy, still in the mix. 13th in putting so far this week. Uh, despite his interesting season thus far, he's still fifth in third round scoring average so far this season. So I think Brooks Kepka can have a good Saturday, put himself into the mix for Sunday. Bob, who are you starting? Well, coincidentally, I'm going to start Brooks Koepka. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and the reason he kind of stood out for me was I noticed one of his stats uh, was greens and regulation. And he's currently ranked 192nd on the PGA Tour in greens and regulation. So far this week in the first two rounds, he's gone 77% and 88% in GIR. So I think right now his his putter for me has been the one club that's actually kind of saved him in the early going uh, although I don't know, missing cuts is really being saved. But but his game could have really been on uh, on the fallen right off the rails if his putter hadn't helped him around. So I think when he's hitting greens like he is through these first two rounds, and that putter continues to to be hot for him, I think he's got a good chance to move up. Mark. Well, I got to tell you guys, I know you guys are in agreement on this, but I hope both of you are wrong. I'll tell you why I hope you're both wrong, because there's only a few things I love in the game of golf to truly watch. I love a Tiger Woods charge on Sunday in red. I like a Phil Mickelson flop shot off a tight lie. I like watching Patrick Reed give himself relief. But I also enjoy Brooks Kepka completely uh, crapping the bed. I, I think uh, I love watching him struggle. I have found great enjoyment in it. Uh, because, you know, I'm not a big uh, ego guy where you get out there and you pump your own tires. I like confidence, but there's a thin line between confidence and ego. And I think uh, it's nice that the game's slapping Brooks back a bit from the guy who didn't practice and didn't care about the PGA Tour. Must I remind our listeners, those are Brooks Kepka quotes. So we'll see if Kepka goes north or south. Skelly Aweeksy like him to go up this leaderboard in the right direction. Okay, I'm going to start... Justin Thomas. I'm going to pick JT, and I'm doing this basically statistically speaking. There's only one player in this field that has made more birdies so far than Justin Thomas, and that's our leader, or uh, what? Or, excuse me, uh, Keegan Bradley, who's currently in second place. Uh, Justin Thomas has made as many birdies as everyone else in this field but our leader. He also has a double bogey, and he has a triple bogey. So all Justin Thomas needs to do, clean up the big mistakes. And I've always found... At competitive levels of golf, especially at this level, it's really hard if you don't have your game to make birdies. Finding birdies is difficult if you're not sharp. Uh, you see a lot of guys, look at Nick Taylor this week, he shot two rounds of 70. So not a lot of mistakes there, but you're not putting up a lot of birdies. 
When you're putting up a lot of birdies and the answer to the recipe is just get out of your own way and, and don't, do, don't make the stupid mistakes, pretty easy to put positive yardage on the board. So Justin Thomas, he's bringing sexy back for the last 36 rounds, JT. I like positive yardage on the board for JT. Scully, who are you sitting? You know, it's funny you mentioned making a double and a triple. When Ricky Fowler won this tournament a couple of years ago, he made a double and a triple in the same round in his final round. So hard to believe that could happen. But, you know, we'll see what Justin Thomas can bring this weekend. For the sit I'm going Keegan Bradley. So 66-65, he's just one shot off the lead. Second in strokes gained total this week, 20th in putting, which for Keegan Bradley, we heard of this in hour one, when he's around plus one or even in putting, he's generally in the mix because he hits the ball so well. But for this season, he's 230th in strokes gained putting. I don't see the putter staying hot for the final 36 holes, especially because he's looking for his first win since the 2018 BMW Championship. I am sitting Keegan Bradley. Bob, who are you sitting? All right, uh, I'm going with a similar theme on putting. It's uh, for this guy, Nate Lashley, who, of course, became, uh, I guess, sort of rose to the surface at the Detroit tournament a little while back when a couple years ago, but it was when he came back and and won kind of out of nowhere. But he had a great first round with the putter here in Phoenix, Um, not so much the second. He was 2.4 to the plus side in strokes gained putting Thursday, minus .011 in the second round. And when you look where he is kind of statistically for the season, he's 187th in strokes gained putting. So I don't like the way he's going. Add in the fact that he's coming off a couple of missed cuts, and, uh, and I think that Nate Lashley might be slip-sliding away. Mark? Uh, I'm going to go with Sam Burns, guys. I'm going to leave him on the bench. And Sam Burns played some pretty good, solid golf quietly lately, especially through 36 holes. He's had himself in some decent positions heading to the weekend. But I look at Sam Burns, and there's only one player in this field with more birdies uh, than Sam Burns. Uh, He's tied with Justin Thomas and a group of others with 13 birdies. Only Keegan Bradley has more at 14. He's also got an eagle on the cart. You're going, well, why would you sit a guy making all those birdies? Isn't that... Uh, counter uh, goes against what I just said, why I'm starting Justin Thomas. The reason for me is this, guys. He's leading the field in strokes game putting. So if you're leading the field in strokes game putting through 36 holes, you're making almost as many birdies as everybody else. How are you not running away with this golf tournament? How is Sam Burns not leading by three shots right now, four shots right now? I'll tell you why. He's made more bogeys than anybody else on the first page of this leaderboard. He's tied with uh, the most mistakes alongside JT Poston and Billy Horschel. They've all made five bogeys. Um, I have a problem. When you're making everything, you're leading the field in strokes game putting, and you still made that many mistakes and find yourself two back headed to the weekend. You know what? You live by the blitz. You die by the blitz. You need to have more going than just rolling the rock heading to the weekend on the PGA Tour. You need to marry that up with some other stuff. So I think... I think the stats tell me that there's some sloppy ball striking going on by Sam Burns. That's the hunch I'm playing. So, Sam, I'm unfortunately going to leave him on the pines. All right, don't forget TSN Edge, your hit, your uh, place for all your fantasy needs, and we'll be back on Wednesdays, Adam. Is that when that gets posted on TSN Edge every Wednesday? Yeah, so it gets posted every Wednesday, and you can also see our picks on Golf Talk Canada's Instagram account and Twitter account where we can hopefully help you, whether you're doing some fantasy, maybe you're betting a hot dog or a can of Coke or something on a player at that particular week. <laughs> hot dog and a bag of chips, I'll get your Super Bowl picks as well, is the end of the show as well because we just bet that somebody say bet 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 on the other side three dub winners weird or what first one of the season this is golf talk canada this segment of gtc presented by smartgolfdeals.com was brought to you by woodington lake golf club proud home of pga tour canada's ontario open
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It is that time of the show. The first one of 2021, three dub. Winners were what? The good, the bad, the ugly. And Bob, sir, the tea is yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! All right, guys. Well, my winner this week is a, uh, a tournament uh, news information, I guess. The Open Championship, they announced, will be back. It will be held with or without spectators, depending on what happens, but... I am very happy that the Open Championship is back. I think it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. Uh, having, I don't expect I'll be there covering it this time. So it's actually almost in some ways a little better because I love waking up early and watching the Open Championship and seeing guys battle the wins, hopefully, and we'll see what happens. But I thought that was such great news, and congrats to the RNA, who obviously this year don't have an insurance policy. They didn't, didn't run over for, for a second year, so it made it an easier decision to go with the Open Championship. Yeah, I My love weird this. is something I saw on the back of Kevin Na's shirt this week. And you know how a lot of players have their own logos. You know, Tiger obviously has a logo. Phil has that little logo. Mike Weir has the logo of him from uh, winning the uh, the Masters. Kevin Na has a logo on the back of his shirt. And it's a picture of Kevin Na or a drawing of Kevin Na walking his putts in. <laughs> I love that so much. It's just the best to see that. It's kind of his character, his his character, or his uh, his trademark, I should say, isn't it? What he do- when he does that. So I love seeing that. And so that was my weird. I'm just calling up my uh, my what here. Yes, now it's Super Bowl weekend, and we're going to get to Super Bowl picks. I know before the end of the show, but here's an interesting story that Jim Nance told about Patrick Mahomes. Of course, going to be uh, in the thick of things out there at uh, in Tampa Bay. But uh, Patrick Mahomes is a pretty good golfer, and he heard that Jim Nance has a replica of the seventh hole at Pebble Beach in his backyard, and that if you go there and make a hole in one, you get your name on the Rock of Fame. So he was desperate to try and get his name on that. He went over there. He said he took about three or four shots, but he couldn't go, couldn't uh, make it happen. Unfortunately, that's what Nance said. And there's only one NFL quarterback who uh, does have his name on that. And Mark, do you know who that would be? I'm going to say Tom Brady. I'm guessing because uh, you know he he's kind of leads in everything, doesn't he? Tony Romo. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, that would make sense because they have, you know obviously colleagues as well. He's probably been at gyms a bunch of times. I would. Think. That's right. They probably shared uh, shared a couple of rounds, and of course Jim lives right on uh, right in the uh, Carmel there. So for nice for him in the Monterey Peninsula. All right, Mark, the tea is yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I'm just before I get into this, guys. What would what would our logos be on our shirt? We got the Kevin on the back. I think Scully obviously bench pressing something, right, Bob? <laughs> or, or, you know, yeah. flexing. I got to say, yeah, me yeah. me changing my putter in the trunk of the car, oh. like something maybe you know <laughs> cha- stepping on it and changing the lie. I don't know. <laughs> Me at the top of the me at the top of my backswing with a driver with the number one seventy six written underneath it. <laughs> is, is that for ball speed, Bob? Uh, yeah, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> <I wish>. obviously. <laughs> obviously. 
All right, my winner this week, guys, well, Bob hit on it in our Nick Taylor interview. There are 5,000 spectators this week at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Now, that's about 195,000 shy of last year at this time. But 5,000, better than nothing. And I love the 2,600 people out of that 5,000 surrounding the Coliseum. It was just nice to hear people on a golf course again and nice to hear live applause. And you know what? At this bizarre moment in time, to have anything, anything at all in your life that remotely feels like normal, like life of, of, of the past is a big win. So my win, those 2,600 people, the Coliseum, what I would do right now to be able to be there calling golf and be on that hall with spectators and normal, Bob, I don't know what I, 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 I pay my own way. I'd work for free if I could go. <laughs> I'd work for free. All right. Did you guys see that? I need to get your opinion on this because I only caught a very small glimpse of this on, I think it was Thursday. Now, we all know that betting and gambling and the world of golf are colliding more and more each week, each year. We're getting live. If you watch PGA Tour Live, you get the current odds on the players to win the golf tournament. I mean, get used to this, guys. Scully, did you see the NBC BetCast viewing experience Thursday with, I forget who was around the round table. I know Matt Janella was one of them. Mm -hmm. Did you Who's see that? it? Yeah, so I saw whatever Golf Channel aired. So it was Matt Janella, George Savarikas, and Steve Burkowski. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Yeah. And it was, it was cool. I mean, there was a lot going on on the screen. You sort of had to be really focused on the screen. But, you know, like you were saying, you know, you can bet on basically anything on this. Like, you can closest to the hole. Um, there's so many different variations or different levels of things you can bet within the broadcast. It's a cool idea. There's just, you really got to focus on what you want to focus on on the screen. I think exactly. Like to me, that's why it's my weird Bob. To me, it's a cool idea. And I know this is the way the world is going and live TV is difficult. I get it. And I know the first time you try something, it's difficult. But my original feeling when I saw this Bob was, this is just a train wreck happening in front of us. I mean, like stepping on each other. No one knows what's going on. It was bizarre. Did you see it? I did see some of it, and you're right. It was a little bit, uh, you know, well, I'll give them a couple more shows to see if they can iron things out a little bit, but it, it seemed to be moving fast, and things were flying left, right, and center, and I had a hard time kind of keeping up with a few things in there, but uh, we'll see how they go. I mean, it's such a big, big thing now. It's a big part of golf, uh, just like it is with a lot of other sports now, gambling and betting and everything. Well, unfortunately, working at TSN, my standards are just much higher. Yes, of course. That's how it works. <laughs> All right, my what this week. This is a beauty, and if you're listening anywhere else in the country, the QEW, Queen Elizabeth uh, Highway there runs through downtown Toronto, connects the West End, major highway, tons of traffic. The busiest stretch of highway, I believe, in North America, excuse me, in Canada, is from Niagara Falls to Toronto along that QEW and Gardner Expressway into the city. Well, apparently it's not busy enough because a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> Somebody took a golf cart on a joyride. In fact, depending on what article you hear, he was out there for about 20 minutes or so. Like he, he went like, I forget how many kilometers. I'm trying to find it here. I'm, I'm getting mixed. But I mean, he went several uh, exits on the highway, <laughs> ended up pulling off in Brant Street, ended up at Mapleview Shopping Center. They arrested the guy. He tried to escape into the uh, shopping mall. He was arrested and fined uh, for $5,000. Somehow, this is, this is, listen, I'm giving the guy a pass. Everybody's losing their mind right now. You can only lock people up in a cage so long before they think taking a golf cart on a major highway is a good idea. I'm not there yet, 
But I, I'm, I, I'm giving myself a pass, guys, because I don't know what I'm capable of. <laughs> okay. I like that the headline wrote, wrote stolen golf cart. I mean, would somebody take their own? Like, does somebody have a golf cart on their own? I mean, is it necessary <laughs> to right. say stolen? <laughs> stolen golf cart. All right, Adam. Winner's weird and what? T-Sir is yours. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. <laughs> Come on, baby. That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin. First of all, boys, I am excited to hit some bombs later this year when we can go out and play some golf. Okay, my three dubs from since we've been gone. My winner, the European Tour. They, you know, as we've talked about at length, they've put some great videos out in the past, whether it's the One Club Challenge or, or the, the junior reporter grilling Rory McIlroy a couple years ago. But they put out a great little anger management video that Tommy Fleetwood was running with some of the players on the European Tour. Sometimes the, the tempers can get a little testy, whether Terrell Hatton's chucking clubs or Henrik Stenson snapping him over his knee. And it was Tommy Fleetwood leading the charge. And the main line from it was, when you're feeling glum, pop your thumb. So what happened that week? Terrell Hatton <laughs> popped his thumb a couple times, and he won the golf tournament. Th this was awesome, wasn't it, Mark? <laughs> he can't respond. Positive He's laughing. thoughts produce positive shots, right? <laughs> positive thoughts produce positive shots, right? So... Uh, but if there's a thumb up Olympics in golf, boys, it's got to be Mickelson leading the way. No, he's the greatest thumbs up of all time. Has to be, right? On the LPGA Tour, I think it's Brooke Henderson. She's she's pretty pretty active with a thumbs up. Yeah, I, I agree. And it was there was another great highlight before I go to my weird when Martin Keimer walked in and they all said, no, 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 get out of here. You're too nice. You're too nice. There's, there's, I would recommend going on YouTube, going to the European Tour's website, check it out. It's a great five minute video. Okay, my weird. Bryson DeChambeau, yes, he's chasing speed. He's trying to, you know, he posted a video getting 217 miles an hour of ball speed. That is absolutely ludicrous. But during the offseason, he spent some time training with world long drive champion Kyle Berkshire. And Berkshire basically told him that he would black out while training. And Bryson says that he was close to blacking out with Kyle Berkshire. And I'm quoting him here saying, there were times when I was seeing a tunnel and I had to stop. I mean, I, th I think this is great for the game of golf because it's something so far past the line that anyone would ever think of ever trying to do. Bob, when you heard these comments, what did you think? Yeah, I'm thinking, I mean, I, I had talked to somebody at, uh, at Cobra who was talking about building clubs for him, and they, they have to add some special stuff to it because he just cracks them. And when I saw him swinging that and thinking – now he's not only cracking clubs, he's cracking his head. I mean, like, what is going on? This is scary how hard he's swinging if that's what he's doing. I just want to go on record, guys, as saying I, I know you guys have probably think dif uh, different, but I have never worked out to the point where I uh, saw a tunnel or came close to blacking out. I just I have done things in my life where I have come close to blacking out, but exercise was not one of them. So. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess that's what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I have to train a little harder to try to, you know, carry it 360 now like Bryson. But uh, looking forward to seeing Bryson back on the PGA Tour sometime very soon. And my what this week, Brooks Kepka and his driver shaft. So we know Brooks Kepka loves to work out, posted a video bench pressing 225 pounds 15 times, then won the U.S. Open that afternoon. Crazy. So you would presume he's a pretty strong guy. A couple weeks ago, he's playing, and he was a little ticked off. And Actually, it was last week. And he hits a drive, and he tries to snap his driver off his 
using his back and the thing wouldn't break. I don't know, is he using an unbreakable shaft? Is he really not that strong? These are some of golf's hardest hitting questions. I have to think, I have to say, what do you think, Mark? <laughs> he's puny. That's his problem. He, he's puny. He doesn't have the straight. Adam Scully would have snapped that quite easily over just one shoulder, Bob. I don't even think Adam would have to use his entire back to break that shaft. I think. No, he, he would have done it just between two fingers. Boop. Just like that. Or, or, or over <laughs> my head. <laughs> Wild from Book Skepta. I got to say, have you guys ever broken a club? One time, my only broken club story, uh, you know how sometimes I can get on a golf course and the, and, the, and the hole looks like a bathtub, like when we were in California together. And, I mean, I made every single putt I looked at for 36 holes. And then there are other times where the putt's got a life, putter's got a life of its own. I'm playing in a, in a two-man semifinal match at the Toronto Hunt with my good friend Robert, who's my partner, and we're in extra holes. We get to the uh, 20th extra hole, and I miss a four-footer to close out the match, and I put my putter over my knee, and I snap this thing in half. I am so angry and so disgusted. <laughs> Robert looks at me and says, hold on a second here. We, we're in extra holes. You no longer have a putter. I think it's altered in shot, by the way, as well. So... We tie the next hole, and we finally get to the 22nd hole, and I roll in an 18-footer for the win with my driver as my <laughs> So There you go. That's amazing. There you go. Do you ever break one, Adam, in, in disgust? Uh, when I was younger, I was maybe, I'm not a hothead, but you know, I, I had the goalie mentality. So I was a little cuckoo, and there were a couple times where it was an accident. I didn't try to break it. I was just so strong, I guess. And the club just happened to snap in half. Yeah. I, it Bob, was one, you ever get, be, Bob, you ever get beyond just the helicopter and, and snap one? No, I never snapped one. I, I don't think I could. I'm not strong enough, but I threw one up on a tree one time and it stayed there for about a month and everybody knew it was up there. Everybody knew it was my club. So <laughs> it finally did come down though. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, awesome. that's great. All right, boys on the other side, we're going to do leaderboard updates. Uh, only two real big events, I believe, happening in the world of golf right now. And uh, we're going to do some Super Bowl picks because, uh, I don't know, I'm cheering for the old guy. I'm cheering for Tom Brady because I like to see old guys do things well. But I think KC and three points is the gift of the century. We'll chew it out next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino, Weeks, Scully, that's ZG21. That, I love that looking shoe. They're all wearing it in the desert right now. It's looking sharp. Okay, there is some golf going on around the world. Let's get you caught up. Leaderboard reports are brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one rangefinder in golf. All right, what about the European Tour? They're in Saudi Arabia. Yes, uh, you don't have to clean their ears. They took the dirty money, I hear you. Dustin Johnson, 13 under par, two-shot lead over Victor Perez, and a three-shot lead over Tony Finau, Terrell Hatton, Andy Sullivan, 
and Siren Kjeltsen. Okay, if uh, we should mention that uh, Victor Hovland playing well again, four off the lead. If Tony Finau gets his second win on the European Tour, does that count? Hmm, I don't know. That's, a, mm. I guess, a whole other segment, so we need another hour. Waste Management Phoenix Open. Xander Shoffley takes the lead into the third round. He's at 12 under par. Good for a one-shot lead over Steve Stricker and Keegan Bradley. Group of players at 10 under par, more uh, more players at 8 and 9, including Jordan Spieth at 8 with Brooks Kepkid 8, uh, JT there at uh, 7. We should mention Adam Hadwin, Corey Connors playing well. 5 under par, very much in this golf tournament with 36 holes to go. You can go low on this golf course. You never know. One of our Canadian boys finds around a 62, 63, and they are right there. It can happen in the desert. We also know Adam Hadwin. <clears throat> Excuse me, no stranger to going low in the desert. Shot 59 a couple years back in Palm Springs. Similar type of golf here, similar style of golf. Okay, boys, we got lots to get to. So glad to be back for season 11. We'll be back every Saturday between 8 and 10 a.m. live on TSN 1050, 1150. If you're listening in Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver, online, iHeartRadio app. As Adam said earlier in the show, Golf Talk Canada will broadcast. Uh, simulcast our radio show on TSN2 as well for all the big Saturdays in the world of golf major championships, a few world golf championships, FedEx Cup playoffs, RBC Canadian Open. Uh, so uh, keep your eye open for that. We'll keep you up to date on that. Golf Talk Canada television returns for our weekly show with the Players Championship Wednesday, March 10th. And we will be here throughout the year starting Wednesday, March 10th for a full 60 minutes of GTC every single week, setting up the golf, wrapping up the golf. Looking forward to doing that as well. All right, boys, who you at? KC, Tampa Bay. Scully, let's start with you. Where, where are you going with this? And who you like? Who are you cheering for? And who do you think is going to win? Because those can be two different things. You know what? I, I like... I, I like Kansas City, obviously, but I, I want to see Tom Brady do, do it again. I know some people either love Tom Brady or maybe you don't like Tom Brady, but to do what he's – I know he, his performance against Green Bay, at moments he was brilliant, and then in the fourth quarter he was eh, not so much. But I, I think to what he's done in taking a new team to the Super Bowl, uh, I think it would be a spectacular story for Tom Brady to get yet another Super Bowl. What do you think? But you're going. You're, but you're if you're laying any action, you're are you you're laying it on KC and giving. No, it a three? I, I mean because KC's the favorite. I, I think I would lay just on on the underdog on Tampa. I, I might have some fun with some of the prop bets. I yeah. mean, you know, like the length of the national anthem, some of the other things that will go on. But uh, yeah, it, it'll be a fun day. But uh, go Bucks, go Bucks. Bob, are you cheering Bucks? Are you pulling for the old guy, or uh, are we pulling for uh, the kid to go back to back? It's hard to win back to back Super Bowls too. Not a lot of people talking about that. Yeah, no, I'm going with I'm going with Casey. I'm not a big uh, I'm not a I think Brady's an incredible athlete. He's done a lot, but time to him time for him to move on. He's old and he's still good, and that makes me mad. That's, uh, that's <laughs> kind of disappointing. By the way, Adam, the over and the under on the over under on uh, the national anthem is one fifty nine. Mm. Uh, one minute, 59 seconds. And the singer, singers are uh, Eric Church and Jasmine uh, Sullivan. She's an R&B singer. He, of course, country western singer. So interesting, interesting to see what you think on, on that one too, Mark. What do you think? Over or under uh, on 159? Okay, so I'm, I'm cheering for Tom Brady because I like it when old guys do well because I'm an old guy and I want to do well, Bob. So <laughs> I'm guy. cheering for Tom Brady. I also like, uh, you know, I'm the biggest Joe Montana fan in the world as, as a huge 49er fan 
And but it kills to say to kills for me to say that Tom Brady, you know, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, hands down. When you look at his numbers, I saw a stat a couple of weeks ago, or I guess it was last week after he won. He's got thirty three playoff victories. Second place is Montana with sixteen. Montana seventeen wins behind Brady. We're talking Wayne Gretzky, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods type numbers here. So I'm pulling for Tom. I'm pulling for the Bucks. I know there's a lot of Canadians uh, in Tampa right now as well that, you know, snowbirding, et cetera. So, I, so uh, I'll, my heart's with Tampa, but I think the gift of the century is uh, Casey at three points. I think they annihilate them. I got a bet with uh, Angry Mike, my dad, that, uh, that uh, this is over at the half, that it's going to be like a 1987 Super Bowl. Oh. C- Casey's up by 10 or more when we go to the weekend. When we cue the weekend for the halftime show, Casey's oh, got very good. 10 or more points. Nice. Halftime. That's where I'm going. Boys, great to see your faces. Great to hear from you. Glad we're back. Uh, Golf Talk Canada, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, at Golf Talk Canada. 20 weeks of TaylorMade coming back. Welcome, Sandbagger Gin Seltzer, Seltzer to the family. Been drinking uh, Sandbagger throughout the summer on the golf course. They're going to be all over golf courses across Canada. Uh, you'll find them in the LCBO coming up as well this spring. So welcome, Sandbagger, to the Golf Talk Canada family. So happy you're on board. And thanks for all our wonderful sponsors back for another year. We're back same time next week. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21 and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.